0: Welcome in, everybody. Hey, 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 what's up? Nice little rainy day outside. Uh, it's so amazing. I just am loving this rain. Yeah. It's just like so refreshing and yep. the smells like it feels like it's been, I don't know, like a year yeah. since it's rained out yeah, here. Right. I know. I mean, you're getting a lot of it out there in Tennessee. Oh,
1: dude. Yeah. That's what was one of the wonderful things was uh, I think they called them like pop storms. Yeah, and because they just pop up in all these different areas, and so, um, so we are getting pop storms every single day. It's crazy, just where we we're at. And so, like, uh, Uncle Mark and Aunt Vivian, they were out there in their area, and we get dumped on rain, and then they wouldn't get it. Yeah, Granny and Gramps, they would get rain sometimes, and we wouldn't. And so, it's, yeah, well, actually, I should say we pretty much got it every day. <laughs> <while we're at. laughs> but they were cool pop storms, yeah, just like what we're getting right now.
0: Yeah, it's like, um. I, one thing that was so cool when I was out there in Kauai mm. in particular compared to Maui, mm-hmm. but in Kauai, like where I was staying in this church, mm-hmm. like the church was like up on this hill and it kind of like overlooked like this valley and um, and you could see the ocean and stuff, you know, it was really mm-hmm. pretty. Mm-hmm. But you could also see like, clouds and rain like literally oh, like crazy. moving across the island yeah oh, and it it's just so weird to see yeah. <laughs> like see it all together just yeah. floating by oh that is it weird. was really cool though yeah it's something like i've never seen before you know i guess you kind of see it being up here mm-hmm. but it looks just more like steady rain right in a certain area yeah but like there it's like you could literally just see it Oh, shooting cool. across the island.
1: That's so cool. Because
0: they would have like for real pop up like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> one minute gone right like <clears throat> and then next minute yeah. there. And then it would be all sunny yeah and, yeah it's that's crazy. cool man
1: and you got those crazy bugs out there in Kauai too right yeah the yeah.
0: craziest thing were the jumping spiders oh <laughs> <laughs> I think they called them wolf spiders oh I think it Did was. they try to bite Maybe you I'm mixing the, yeah really yeah they're crazy dude like. That was the scariest thing ever. Cause so when when I signed up for Bible college, it's like luxury safari tents <laughs> that you'll be staying in, you know? Yeah. And so like I get there and I'm like, okay, this is not luxury. It's just right. a straight up tent. Yeah, because you have no electricity
1: there either, No right? electricity. Yeah. There's
0: this one pole of electricity that was where we'd eat. Yeah. And so they had like 10 plugs on this one pole. Where we'd all charge our cell phones at. Gosh. And I remember one morning there was one of those spiders on the pole. Oh. And it was freaking. Dude, like the bugs out there are so insane. So I did the security yeah. too during the middle of the night. Yeah. And um, you could literally hear all the bugs Ugh. like scurrying yeah. across the ground right like so you have a flashlight and stuff and you like wouldn't want to look down <laughs> because you'd just be freaked out like seeing all the bugs like yeah oh that's sh- crazy. And those wolf spiders because uh, they're like loud right
1: oh weird yeah the spider or the the bugs out there in tennessee were pretty gnarly too yeah there were some bugs right. that were making this crazy noise at night man it was like it was the weirdest noise and i was like what is that? And it'd be like at the top of the trees. Yeah. And it would be like, you're going through like jungle cruise at Disneyland, you know, <laughs> and like they had a river next to you and it was like, and, and, uh, you know, just the, the thickness of the air and stuff yeah. like that. And so I'd ask everybody that was from out there, I'd be like, Hey, what's that noise? You know, what kind of bug is that? And they're like, what bug? And I'd be like, you know, that bug with that crazy noise. And they'd be like, Hmm, I don't know. And I guess they just got used to it. Mm -hmm. And then finally I found out from, actually from Uncle Mark and Aunt Vivian, what kind of bugs they were. And I can't even remember, but um, they just come out for certain seasons. But, yeah. Probably kind
0: of like grasshoppers here. You kind of get used to the... Yeah,
1: right. Yeah, the little chirping noise that they make or like frogs or... Yeah. 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 That's what I'm guessing too. Like They're noises, so to dude, it. noises that you get used to, man. That's, yeah. that's like a whole sermon, dude. Like things that you get used to in your life, you know, yeah. and that, that, that are like bugs. And, yeah. um, and then you just get used to the... You don't want to shine the light on them. Yeah, you don't want to shine the light on those bugs because yeah. they're freaky, you know, because they're going to mess you up. And, yeah. you know, you you want to uh, tune out the voices that are trying to speak to you, you know.
0: And Yeah. Yeah, dude, Look that's a that, message right that there. That other people can't hear. Right, yeah. But, but you're you hearing can hear it. it
1: or, or they used to hear it, but they don't yeah. anymore because they're they've just so gotten used so to used it. to being stuck in their muck, you know. Mm. Not that those bugs are muck, but... You know, like let's just say sin. Like people just get so used to sin, yeah, and they just end up, um, you know, getting
0: used to it. But then you see it, and and how sin can affect in literally an entire town. Yeah, right. Like, like those area, bugs do. Right. Like, those, like, just say for example, like while you were out there, there it was a major like founder or not founder, but he was a big oh, wizard. Thing, wizard with right. the KKK. Yeah. So this whole town's involved with being in KKK. Right. It's they like, don't
1: know it, but, but they, they don't
0: know. Right.
1: Because they've gotten
0: used to it. Yeah. 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 Dude. They got this statue just living there. Right. This, this monument. That sin needs to be cast out. Yeah. And it could still just be chilling. Right. Yep. And that racial spirit, you guys even said when you went right. there, there's still that racial spirit right. yep. there.
1: Yep, Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting, man. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, that's that's a whole nother subject, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So it's a beautiful rainy day and we're loving it. It's just been raining for about two hours now and and we're just digging it up here in uh, Southern California mountains and just loving that and just, uh, we got some updates. We just got done with our Better Together meeting.
0: Yeah, we just had our Better Together meeting. It was really good. Um, We've just been hammering out some details um, just on different things that we want to be bringing to you guys and Mm -hmm. just to help um, make Better Together better yeah you definitely, know but, right. so we got we got our website coming out here um probably within the next couple of weeks yeah. it's gonna be finalized right. done putting a button in it for now getting the details done um, right. yeah hammering out the details mm-hmm. we already have like our test site yeah up yeah and so we just need to change a few things on there yeah and we'll have that ready and then we're also gonna have our better together swag yeah dude. our shirts yeah. we're gonna so we're gonna put out Shirts, hoodies, I think, mm-hmm. um, and hats. And hats, yeah. And so that's what we're going to start off with. And if you know us, then you know that we like hats. But Yeah, I do. We're, big,
1: we're big hat lovers. Big
0: I can already give you a tease on the hats. So we're going to have camo hats yeah. with white and orange riding. Oh, yeah, dude,
1: <laughs> it's gonna be cool.
0: We're gonna do a trucker style, yeah, you know, so style. it's not so it doesn't weigh you down, mm-hmm. you know, so it's it's comfortable on your head, yeah. So we'll have that available on the website too. Yeah. We got to figure out we're, we're figuring that all out, that's, yeah, that's all getting hammered out.
1: Well, you know what, dude, it's kind of interesting with Better Together, honestly. Um, because we've this has been like the first ministry, honestly, that it's gone as slow as it's gone. Yeah, you know, and it's like been it's a true. it's been a thing of of learning patience for me with it, yeah. <clears throat> because every ministry that the Lord has thrown me into, it comes together super fast. It's explosive, you know, it just takes off and just starts growing, right? Yeah, and um, and this one has been a, a different, you know, and I feel like that God is really getting the roots down deep on this one. Yeah, and um, and so I'm excited because each thing we're just kind of like okay. You know, I mean, you probably heard us talking about this website for a few months now, you know, and and we're still not up with it yet. Before that would have driven me nuts. It would have driven me crazy, you know, but now I'm okay with it. It's like, you know what, when it comes out, it comes out and it's going to be cool, you know, and it will still be a continual thing that we'll be working on, you know, just kind of like our lives. Right. Right. Like um, like our lives are constantly being changed. You know, we're constantly becoming better. Hopefully, you know, you're getting better as you grow and mature in the Lord. And that's going to be kind of like how this ministry is, yeah. a better together ministry. And um,
0: and then, like, even with the swag, you know, like we would have already ordered it typically, yeah, yeah. but
1: we're just taking our time on well, it. You well, know?
0: and, you know, a lot like COVID has slowed some things down mm-hmm. too, as well as sped th- some things up. Yeah. Like, for example, this podcast, right. COVID allowed us to kick this thing off. Yeah. Which has been um, awesome. Which has been great. Yeah. And, you know what? I think too is. We have a vision for better together, mm-hmm. but I think it's changing constantly, yeah, too, right, and I think, like like you said, with us getting our roots dug in too, yeah, is because like we want this thing to be like a national level, yes, we are not doing better together just to reach the town of running springs, right you know we're not we're not just this isn't it, right, and we all know that, yeah, and so like doing things like a podcast is national level international Yeah, international right right actually yeah
1: yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. um i could bring it next i think next week i'm gonna hit you guys with some numbers from this podcast that's kind of crazy yeah um but really (laughs) cool but i think like it's just kind of fun to hear Mm. like it's cool for us you know but maybe you guys might want to hear it so maybe next week i'll throw out just like i think that'd be cool different countries that we're in and stuff right because it's just surprising like
1: Cause if you see this little, uh, this little time, although I got to tell you, dude, that everybody that comes in the office here, you know, to, uh, to work with me on the loans yeah, is I always take them back here to this room and I don't know why I always got to show them this, this room, you know, where we do all our stuff and they just come back and they just stare at it. And I'm like, isn't that the coolest room? And they're like, yeah, I'm like, this is where all the magic happens. (laughs) Yeah, And they're like, wow, that's so cool.
0: It's magical. Yeah, it, it is. It di- there is this different feeling when you walk in here. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we're busy. We're just like you guys listening. Yeah. You know, maybe you're driving home from work or right. you're driving to work. Yeah. Or watering, watering the lawn. Watering your lawn. That's when we all, I like to listen to podcasts while we're watering yeah, stuff me too. too. But we're all busy. Yeah. And so like for us, you know, we're getting away from work. Mm-hmm. We're getting away from... The family, yeah, you know, right. As much as we love our family, yeah, it's hard to do anything when you're around them. Oh yeah. So we have this like little sanctuary here, yep, yeah. that we just come to and and we're able just to dig deep into this and yeah, and we love it.
1: It's like you put on the headphones and you get in front of the mic and you just yeah. you know, you just know that nothing can uh, stop you in a sense. Right. You know, it's like we lock the doors, mm-hmm. we put up the sign, you know, that we're on the air. Yeah. You know, and, um, and it, dude, speaking of that, yeah. so when we were out there in Laurel, Mississippi, right. And they do that show hometown. Oh yeah. And so we went into, um, went into that dude's shop, you know, where he does all the, all the materials that he's, you know, the woodcraft and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, dude. So, um, so basically you walk in there and there's an area where you could buy stuff. And then there's an area where you look through the window where he's doing all his woodwork and stuff like that. So you can't go on there, but on there, dude, They have on the window, they have a sign that says on the air, please be quiet. And when I was looking at that, I was like, man, it totally reminds me of being in our podcast room. Yeah. Yeah. So it's cool, dude, because, you know, you honor that. As soon as you see on the air, be quiet. Then you're just automatically quiet. Right. And you just honor that.
0: You just respect the studio. You
1: respect the studio. And that's why I feel like that it is for our better together studio. You know, it's like we just have on the air. People just respect it. And we appreciate that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that about this place. Yeah. You know, and it's funny because like I'm always just like I want this to be bigger. Yeah. <laughs> Our studio? Yeah. Oh, like, yeah, I dude. Wanted, yeah, I just want yeah, I just want a massive better together headquarters. Oh, it'll happen. Like big dreams, you know, right. where, where it's like you look at Operation Blessings yes. headquarters, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. it's like this giant warehouse and stuff, and right. they're shipping food out and yeah. all that.
1: They have that's all our, cool that's our
0: dreams, guys, Yeah, for this, is to one day have it something like that, you know? Like, that would just be so cool.
1: Well, I think the reason why is because we just feel like that God's given us a vision to reach people and to yeah. help people, you know, that are going through these, um, these storms in life, you know? Yeah. And it's not just... It's not just the storms um, that are naturally created. Yeah. But it's also the storms that are, you know, that just happen in people's lives. You know, like like right now, um, you know, death, you know, is happening, right? Yeah, death. And then um, then there's divorce, you know, um, talking with people. And, And it's weird because with this, it really is so much different than from being a pastor at a church. You know, people just know when they walk into a church and you're the pastor, they know that they're going to be automatically, you know, just have your full attention or whatever, or you know, that you're going to be praying with them and stuff like that. But when people come in here to this office and they um, just start saying you're doing loans with them or something like that, like I'm doing a loan with them or something, yeah, they kind of look around and they're like, huh. And they see, you know, the different things that we have on the walls, you know, that it's all God centered, Right. And yep. it's all basically with the better together, you know, and it's just like trying to encourage people, build people up, you know, like the one is talking about, you know, just not remembering who they are and the things that they've done. But remember that they're a child of God, you know, and so they start seeing these things. And next thing you know, we're getting into conversations about their life yeah, and the disasters that are actually going on in their life. And then it becomes better together right there you know because then you're you're ministering to them in a way that they never would have even realized that they were going to be getting ministered to when they walked in and still even when they're walking out cuz you finished off bringing it back to business unfortunately I have to do yeah. that but that's that's this business you know but then when they're walking out they just realize that something different just happened to them that it wasn't just talking about business yeah. but it was talking about their life and I think that's one of the things I really love about Better Together, and where Better Together is going to go, is that we're going to be reaching people and and helping them in their disasters, not only you know from a, um, a naturally made disaster, but also some of these other disasters.
0: Yeah, it's it's more of an under the radar mm-hmm. approach, right? And you know, it's funny because um, we've we've been in disaster relief. Um, for quite some time now. I mean, you guys more so than me. But, um, like, one thing that kind of stood out to me when um, we first started doing the disaster relief, like, with Operation Blessing and stuff, is, um, like, how you never was like, yeah, I'm a pastor. Mm -hmm. You know? Like, Mm -hmm. you always kind of wanted to fly under the radar with it. Yeah. Like you didn't you try to use that title yeah. or anything for any sort, not that you would like get any advantage in it and mm-hmm. stuff, but I think like when talking to people, like it can affect them different ways. Oh yeah. Like 100%. when you, when you tell them, mm-hmm. you know, they might become more closed off if you're like, yeah, I'm a pastor, mm-hmm. you know, and then they might shut down right, or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so, I think like you learned that. Mm-hmm. Ob- obviously, you had seen something in that where you didn't feel the need to do that, and mm-hmm. and like like you were talking about, it kind of made just more of an under the radar approach to people, to mm-hmm. where they'd feel more comfortable. Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting, man, because
1: I, don't, I mean, I don't know if I'll ever be able to tell the whole history of ministry in, in yeah. my life, but one of the things that that God showed me through a lot of humility, you have to remember that, that, uh, you know, honor comes, that humility comes before honor. Right. Yeah. So one of the verses that, that the Lord taught me a while back was always take the back. And then that way, if you get called forward, then it's good. And it's an honor. But if you always try to take the front row, you know, and then they're like, ah, you don't belong here. You need to get to the back. Then it's embarrassing. Right. Yeah. So, um, so through a lot of different experiences I learned, um, to always just kind of stay in the back and be called front. Yeah. And so I think that a lot of people, unfortunately they like to use their titles Mm -hmm. and that always bothered me when people would come up and they would introduce themselves to me and they'd throw out their title for anything. Right. And I'd be like, man, you just ruined it for me, you know? Yeah. Because it's like, I don't see you for like your title, but I see you for who you are. Right. And so that's what I love doing in ministry. You know, it's like, I don't want to throw this out or throw that out, you know, because if you're not going to like me for who I am, then let's yeah. just call it, you know. Right. And um and and so I just that's been
0: one of the things I've just
1: never liked to do.
0: Yeah, cuz I we've been to different conferences to get like even we were talking about like the men's conference and stuff mm-hmm. earlier. And so we're at these men conferences with like I don't know what, like probably at least 30 other churches, let's right. just say. Yeah. You know, and you got these dudes, man. Like, you can just <laughs> totally tell. Like, it's it's funny, dude. Like, when somebody gets anointed pastor, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, ordained, like, or, right. ordained pastor. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, like, and <laughs> and they just like they, it goes straight to their head, it man. Does. Like, yeah. and you're like, oh, he's like, I'm a pastor. Blah blah. blah. Like, oh, cool, man. You know, and they are not just like, I'm a pastor too. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Big deal. It's like, yeah, that's
1: awesome, dude. Yeah, like I hate that because they would do, uh, Mm. I mean, it's cool. And it took me, what, So, finally the last year that we went there when I finally hung out with the pastors. Right. But um, one of the things that they do is they give you your own separate rooms. Yeah. You know, they put you in a separate corridor, you know, they and they they do all that. Yeah, why uh, did
0: we end up doing that?
1: Well, we did that because we ran out of room. Oh, yeah. In the other rooms. That's what happened. Because yeah. we added more people in the end yeah. that decided to come. And so we just decided just to do the hookup. Yeah, so you and I had our so, own So the first together. time we did yeah. the hookup together. And that was, that really, was cool. It was actually really that. cool. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and but still, it's like, it's funny because there is like that automatic, like, I'm a pastor and so I'm above. Right. And I just, I just don't like that because we're all, because what happens is when somebody puts you on a pedestal
0: yeah. is you're going to fall. Oh, yeah.
1: So it's better just not stand on that pedestal, and then you don't have to
0: worry about it so much, mm-hmm. you know? That's what, like, making yourself relatable mm-hmm. as a pastor. Right. Like, because people, people, like you said, not only do they themselves put themselves on this pedestal, but mm-hmm. people put them on a pedestal. Yeah. And so they can't relate. Yeah. You know, but yeah. the thing is with pastors, you know, me and you, whatever, we're going through the same stuff. Yeah. That right, everybody yes. is going through. Right, you know, in the Bible, I mean, look at the Bible, man. Oh gosh, yeah. Like, like David, you know,
1: David's a shepherd, right? Yeah. I mean, because that's what a pastor is, is. A pastor is a shepherd.
0: Yeah. You know, one that that uh,
1: shepherds the sheep. You know, exactly. And uh, and yeah, so I mean, you see all the stuff that that David did and yeah. went through, and yeah, it's
0: yeah. <laughs> a <laughs> perfect example, right? right there. But really,
1: he was a man after God's own heart, yeah. and that's what a pastor is. Is it, that's how it starts. Dude, were, were we talking about this last week with, yeah, we were talking about this last week with politicians, Yeah, you know, like they start off with the right heart. Yeah, And I think that's what pastors do as well is they start yeah. off with the right heart. And I remember, I remember telling myself if this ever becomes like a job, you know, where I get afraid of like, who's, you know, who's given what or who's yeah, doing this or and- right. Then, then it takes it away, Yeah, you know, and I hate that about the church itself, not like our church or anything like that, but just the church in general, Mm -hmm. because if people would follow the biblical standards that they're supposed to follow, then one would never have to worry about that. Yeah, You know, if you have a problem with the pastor, then you take it to the pastor. You don't take it to a hundred people and and then eventually it makes it to the pastor because of that. Right. You know, you just, if you have an issue with a brother, then you go to the brother issue with a sister, then you go to the sister, you know, and, and I think unfortunately that just isn't, isn't handled right.
0: No, and you know, there shouldn't be pastors worried about making it, right? Type of deal. Like right. that just shouldn't be the case.
1: This shouldn't be in the picture. If, if you
0: have, if you have a group of fifty people, yeah, you could support a pastor, right, with minimum wage, right, w- across the board. Like yeah, we've, we've we figured it out. We've, all we've, these num- we've crunched so yeah. many numbers,
1: man. We'd stay up, guys. We'd stay up late at night just yeah. crunching numbers, just seeing like okay, you know, um, how, come, how come this isn't working? Like on some of the times with the, with the tithing, like the tithing would get low at the church and it would be like, how come this isn't working? You know, like if we, if and like Bud said, okay, so say you have a uh, hundred people that go to your congregation. So let's just say 50 of those hundred because they're all married or something yeah. like that. You know, so you have 50 people that are tithing or that are supposed to be tithing, mm-hmm. you know, and even if they're making $2,000 a month, right? Yeah. $2,000 a month. Then they would tie two hundred dollars of that two thousand dollars a month. Yeah. So you take that two hundred dollars and you times it by fifty, yep. and then you come up with ten thousand dollars, <laughs> right? And that was just out of fifty people making two thousand dollars a month. You yeah. know, and uh, yeah, it's it's sad. it's it's sad and it's frustrating because you have these pastors that are pouring their hearts out. Hey, yeah. you know what? We 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 should shout we should, out. We should do a shout out for pastors right now because these pastors are pouring their hearts out for these people. And, um, and they're working and, and the sad thing is, is that the majority of your pastors, they have at least a bachelor's degree. Some of yeah. them have master's, some of them have doctrines. And so you're talking about a doctor that is out there working very, very hard, you know, and having all this education, having all this, this money that they spent on education, you know, and they're making, you know, minimum wage. Some of them are. Yeah. And, um, and then they even have to worry about that and their families have to worry about that. You know, the wives have to make the food spread, you know, the kids have to go without, you know, and, and you're talking about doctors yeah. that are doctor you know, that have their doctorates in the biblical degree, yeah. you know, but anyways, you have the minimum of a bachelor's degree typically of the pastors that are out there. And so they have this, this bachelor's degree. And if you look at, you know, jobs that are out there for bachelor's degrees, you're going to start out at minimum, what, 60000 a year, you know, with a bachelor's degree, oh, yeah. right? At least 60000 a year. A lot of these, they'll start out at like $3,500 a month, you know, $3,200 a month, which isn't bad. But you're talking about people with bachelor's degrees, you know, that are educated, that have dedicated themselves. And so then people will tell you, oh, it's because, you know, you're dedicated yourself to God. Well, what about you? Have you not dedicated yourself to God? You know, because yeah. we're all called to live. To live is for Christ and to die is gain, right? Yeah. And so, anyway, so you have these people doing this, and I can't <laughs> believe we're going down this path <laughs> right now. You know, and so uh, so this is, well, what, this is what happens when... Uh, this, we when... when Listen. This is what happens when Jay
0: gets to yeah. be in
1: charge. <laughs>
0: this this is one of those weeks where where I'm like, come I, on, bud, listen to him, man. Where I didn't get to write up the the format <laughs> here, but you know what though, this just on what you're talking about. Yeah, this is a type of thing that where you get to swoop in on the radar because you would never talk about this right. as a pastor. Yes, exactly. And your whole thing was like, man, when I'm not working at church, you know it's like you want to hammer this home right you want yeah. you want you want these people to f- to feel this and to, because we've been there right we like one of the hardest things that i had to do as a board member mm-hmm. for our church mm-hmm. was not like first of all you're you're my dad right and you're my pastor yeah and so when I have people coming against my dad. Yeah. Like I'd I'd have to it raise flags, right? Right. But not only that, they're coming against my pastor. Yeah. And I'm seeing what my pastor is doing for this town. Yeah. For this city. Right. right. You know, right. for this mountain. Yeah. And so I'm seeing that in a pastoral view. Right. Dad aside. Yeah. You know, and I know what the church needs. Yeah. And, you know, knowing what you need. To do this for the church, right? And stuff because I, you're also my dad, right? So yeah. I know that you're crazy, where you're coming from financially, spot. right? Yeah, you know, and I'm like, yeah, so there'd be times <laughs> and what we gave up, yeah, and know. and I'm knowing what they're giving up, right? But nobody else is, right? Because we don't want to make a show of it. No, no right. one in the church knows, <laughs> you know, like that. My dad. Wouldn't buy a truck because he's afraid of what people in the congregation are going to think, right? Of what where their money is going, yeah. Or my dad can't buy a new trailer because he's afraid of what people are going to think that right. their tithing is going to, yeah. You know, those are the type of sacrifices that people don't know, right? As any pastor, as any any pastor, right. every single pastor is they going through, things. right? Going through the same. Thing, yeah, you know, yeah. Unless you're some pastors, <laughs> but well, you know, some pa- pastors have actually got it. You know, as yeah. as,
1: as what as what they realize, which is awesome. And I wish I could have done this, but I just did not. Yeah, you know, as they realize that it's like, hey, you know what? If people are going to judge me off of that, then shame on them. Yeah, you know, because the blessing you know your worth, right? And the thing is, is that you, no matter who you are, whether you're a pastor, whether you're a layperson. Whether you're a board member, whatever you are, if you're a child of God, you are a child of God. Like you're yeah. a prince, you're a princess. Yeah. And so I know for you, Bud, as being my child, is that I want to shower you with everything that I possibly can. Yeah. I want you to have the best. You know, I want you to be driving the best ride. I want you guys to be sporting the best house. I want you guys to be having whatever you want. You know, yeah. obviously you don't get to, but because yeah. I don't get to pour that down on you. But <laughs> I mean, if I did, if I had the means to, yeah. then I would do that. Right. And so what I'm wondering is, do people think that God doesn't have the means to pour down, you know, these showers of goodness upon people? Yeah. And so if you're a pastor, dude, I remember this one time. All right. Um, I was pretty much a bi- bi-vocational pastor the entire you know, which, time. Which
0: means you worked <clears throat> and you're a pastor.
1: Right. So I did double duty. Right. Yeah. And so, um, so what mommy and I would, would call it was we'd call it double anointing. Right. So I was anointed to be a tent maker And I was anointed to be a pastor and, um, and, and I, and I was okay with that. Right. But I remember there was a time where I was like, man, I I wish I could go full time. And I remember confiding in a friend about that, like, man, that would be so cool if I could just go full time and not have to do both. So I could actually be around more and do more, uh, things, you know? And I remember she was like, well, if you'd sell your truck, then you could go full time. And, and it was like, and I'd already like, you know, downsized the truck, you know, because I didn't want to make it a show. And it was just the funniest thing. And I'm just looking at her like, like, that's just such the wrong mentality, you know, like, well, maybe if you would tithe, you know, and, and then it's crazy because then later on you find out that these friends, yeah, they actually didn't tithe. Yeah. They didn't even believe in tithing. Right. And And so it's weird because you're confiding in them, like
0: talking with them and stuff like that. Thinking but that they're doing, thinking they're, they're already they're, doing their due diligence to the Lord,
1: right? Because they're they're raised in the Bible, you know. They knew the Bible, they knew the Word, and so like if you, I I I'm a truly believer in this, is that God calls us to give our first fruits to Him. Yeah. Like it doesn't even belong to us, you know. So you take you take that and um and and you and you give it to Him, you know. I mean, I've seen people that you know, like when the Bible talks about that widow just bringing up those two mites, you know. Yeah. And, and Jesus was like, just praising her for that, you know, mm-hmm. because she was given what she had. I've seen that, but I've seen, I've seen like, like people that are, I, I did this memorial for this one family and, uh, and they were from New York and, um, and they uh, flew out here and it, it took them pretty much everything that they had to fly out here, you know, and, and I spent a lot of time with the family and, and then afterwards, they um, they wanted, you know, they wanted to bless me, you know, with some money. And and I, I, I was like, no, you know, that's that's OK. You know, this is th- this is good, you know, and this is actually I'd already left being a pastor and I, we we're doing this ministry. And and so um, so this lady, she's like, you know what? She's like, I want to support your ministry. And she said, I don't have I don't have a lot, but I'm going to send you a check every now and then of anything extra that I get. And so I remember it was like a month or two ago, we received this check. Um, and so we're talking probably like six months later, mm-hmm. we received this check for 10 bucks. Hmm. And it was like that 10 bucks meant more than anything, you know, because it was like, I knew that was everything that she had.
0: That's awesome.
1: You know, yeah. and and I think that's, I think it's like what God puts in your heart to give is what you should give. But I also think like, if you can do it, you should be, you you should you should test God on that, you know, and see how he proves himself to you. Because I know that we've tested God on tithing a number of times and yeah. he's always proved himself time and time again.
0: I know it does. You know, it's the, that's funny because like with being on this COVID break, basically from churches too, I think it was like Des and I kind of got, well, I don't know about, I, I'll speak for myself. I got content with not tithing. Mm-hmm and stuff you know and then des comes up to me like he was like last week or a couple of weeks ago or something she's like hey um i'm gonna give a thousand dollars to this and i'm like what <laughs> you're give a thousand bucks like yeah <laughs> whoa you know yeah. yeah like we we only have a couple thousand in the account or something you know like are you sure you want to do that you know and then so it was just like reminding me, like, okay, whoa, yeah, let's get back into right into tithing. And I don't know if how many other families have been like that during this time too, like yeah. just kind of been counting out the tithings and yeah. stuff, you know. And you know, I know that we have right. personally, or I have personally, yeah. you know. But it's such an important part. Now that's an act of worship. That is an act of worship.
1: <laughs> that's a total act of worship, and that's why I love it. Like when. the, um, when the tithing is actually part or the offering is actually part, yeah, part of our service you yeah. know i d- i don't like it when they don't do that yeah you know and I know that um i know there's a lot of controversy with that, but i yeah. do i
0: feel like it 's an act of worship you yeah know, we, had, we had so many different we ch- we seriously tried tithing. Like when we had the church, (laughs) literally every single part you could, after announcements, before announcements, during the first song, after the second song. Is it going to kill worship? Is it going to, yeah. Right before the message, after the message.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, so many different ways. And you know what? One of my favorite things about um, the, the offertory uh, at Springs was, was Justin. Yeah. I used to love to hear Justin just go up there and he just, have his prayer written out, you know, and he would just read it. Yeah, and I would just love how he would just be so into it, you know, just like. And I, I was when, when I was with him and his mom mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago or a few weeks ago, I remember uh, standing there with him and he was talking with somebody else and kind of introducing himself and yeah. and he was telling them what he did at the church. You know, he's like, yeah, I'm I'm an usher and and I do the offering. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's I was awesome. like, that's so cool. Proud of what he does. Yeah. You gotta love that. You have to love that, dude. Well, hey, you know what? Let's let's just uh um move forward a little bit here because okay. I kind of wanted to talk a little bit just about the word today. Like I yeah, originally I was like, dude, I got this whole message I want to bring, you know, and you could just jump in with me on this message, and yeah. you know, we're just gonna go with that. But here we
0: go on this crazy tangent, yeah, dude. <laughs> but uh anyway,
1: so obviously God wanted that to get out because before Whenever we start these podcasts, we're always praying that yeah. God would lead us, that God would guide us. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and, that's, that's what the awesome thing is about going like this. Yeah. You know, because it's like, yeah, just the Lord is like, just boom, boom. I want you to go this way, that way, this yeah. way, that way. Well, anyways, let me just throw this out there. So let's talk about it. So I, I was talking about, uh, well, I had a few things I want to talk about, but I want to talk about prayer for right now. Okay. So there's um and I've been reading through Isaiah and there's this crazy stuff that's going on in Isaiah or, or not crazy stuff that's going I mean if you read through the book of Isaiah it's kind of actually depressing up until you get to a certain point because it's a lot of you know like God's bringing his condemnation down you know yeah. especially during the covid it's kind of difficult to read too but anyways um <laughs> yeah, there's this part <laughs> where it gets into Hezekiah you know it kind of gets into Hezekiah's life and um and Hezekiah is kind of kind of up against the the this these people that have won against all these other nations, you know, victory after victory after victory. Now they're gonna come after the Israelites, you know, and and so I think that Hezekiah you could kind of sense like he's starting to get a little nervous. And this this king is like, hey man, you know, you might as well just bow down right now because you know all these other people have made all these other gods and they prayed to these other gods and then their gods have been able to defend themselves against my dad or against my grandpa. You know, we've just yep. been able to slaughter everybody. And so then Hezekiah goes before the Lord and, uh, and, um, actually before that, like Isaiah comes to Hezekiah and kind of encourages Hezekiah, like, Hey, God's got your back. You know, don't worry about that. You know, those were all carved images. You know, those were all man-made. Like we're talking about the living God right now, you know? Mm -hmm. And so then Hezekiah, Hezekiah, you could kind of sense that he gets encouraged again. Right. Well, then there's this thing that says, and this is out of Isaiah uh, 37 verse 14, and it says, and Hezekiah received this letter. So this letter is is basically coming out. I'm going to come and kill you guys, right? And so he receives this letter from the hand of messengers, and he read it. And then it says this next, and this is key, dude. And so Hezekiah went up to the house of the Lord, spread it before the Lord. Then Hezekiah prayed to the Lord, saying, O Lord of hosts, God of Israel, the one who dwells between the cherubim, you are God, you alone of all the kingdoms of the earth. You have made heaven and earth incline your ear, o Lord, and hear, open your eyes, O Lord and see and hear all the words. And then so he goes on in this amazing prayer, right? Yeah. That's key, dude. Like so many people right now are so um, worried, so concerned, so upset about things. And it's like, did you pray about it? Have you gone before the Lord and have you prayed about it? Because Check this out. This is where it gets even better. You scooch on down to verse 21. So he he calls okay. out this prayer, right? Yep. Now in, in, in Isaiah 37, verse 21, it says, Then Isaiah, the son of Amos, sent to Hezekiah, saying, Thus says the Lord God of Israel. Now here it is. You ready for this, guys? Are you guys ready for this? You probably already pulled out your Bibles, and you're probably already reading it oh, yeah. ahead of me. I'm right you know. there. Yeah, dude. I've got it. And, and that's okay. Because what happens is when you have things that you're concerned about, when you have things that you're worried about, when you have things that are on your mind, Yeah. what are we told to do? We're told to bring it before the Lord God, Pray. right? Pray, bring yeah. it before Lord God, and then you get the answer, right? Or you get his, or whatever it is. But yeah. you take it before the Lord God, because yeah. look at, it says, so Isaiah brings this message from the Lord God of Israel, and it says this, this is key, because you have prayed to me, against this king of Assyria, this is a word which the Lord has spoken. And then then it gets into this decree about how the Lord is going to protect him. Yeah. There's this amazing victory over this stupid king of Babylon, (laughs) right? And it's just so awesome to see. And it's because Hezekiah prayed. Yeah. So how many of us need to pray so that we could have victory in this world right now? You know, I mean, it's like so many things are going on in this society. You know, maybe you're out of work. Have you prayed about it? Maybe, you, yeah, yeah, I prayed about it. Okay, well, are you still praying about it? You know, are you looking mm-hmm. to do this change? Have you prayed about it? You know, what is God saying to you? So you take it before the Lord, and then what is he saying? Because I believe that God has given us strategies. You know, like like I, we said this kind of in the beginning of this podcast, is that I really felt like that God was just going to lead us and that, that, um, that we were going to thrive during this time, you know? Yeah. And 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 it's like we didn't want to gloat or anything like that because we know that people are having a really hard time right now. Yeah. And we're praying for them, you know. But God has been giving us strategies, you know, and it's because we're going before the Lord and we're praying. And I'm not saying that if you're going through hardships right now, that it's not because you haven't prayed or anything like that. Right. I would never cut you down like that. That's not cool and that's not right at all. Yeah. But what I'm saying is just pray. Go before the Lord and pray because look at what Hezekiah did was that, went before the Lord and he prayed. And then the Lord answers him and says specifically because you have prayed. And that just really struck me, man. When I read that the other day, I was like, whoa. Yeah. Then fast forward real quick. At the end of Hezekiah's life, this is very frustrating to me, especially with what we just went through out there in Tennessee. So Hezekiah is dying, right? He's on his deathbed. And he pleads before the Lord, right? It's like, hey, it worked with getting victory for Israel. Maybe it'll work for getting me extra life, right? So he prays, God adds 15 years to his life, right? And I remember talking to a friend of mine and saying, man, that's so cool how God added that 15 years, you know, like, that's just a miracle. And he's like, have you read that entire section? Because it actually isn't. He's like, it's actually really cool, but it was actually the doom of Hezekiah's children. I'm like, what? What? okay, well, I spent some time meditating on Isaiah this morning, right? And I was reading through this part and I was reminded of what my friend had said. Okay. So God adds on this 15 years to Hezekiah. Then all of a sudden these foreigners come in, they send, they send them like this gift. They send Hezekiah this gift, like, Hey man, we heard you're dying, you're living. So here's this gift. So Hezekiah (laughs) invites them over, right? To his kingdom. Yeah. Shows them everything in his kingdom, right? Like all his treasures, everything, like fully exposes himself right like naked and ashamed naked and unashamed of like everything that he has dude yeah. and everything that israel has it's almost like when you're reading this it's almost like a pride thing like look yeah, at all this that i have true. look at all that that i have look at all this look at all that and yeah. so he's shown them all this stuff dude and so then they leave later you find out that it's actually babylonians that were there so then isaiah comes to hezekiah and was like dude did you just really just invite these people over? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, did you really show them everything? He's like, yeah, I showed them everything, you know? And so Isaiah's like, well, because of that, like your children's 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 are going to be in doom, right? Like basically like Hezekiah just did doomsday for his children and on. But here's the ticker, dude, right here. Look at this at the end at the end of Hezekiah's life. So Hezekiah says to Isaiah, and this is after Isaiah just brought him all this doom, right? Yeah. The word of the Lord, which you have spoken is good. I'm like, what? It's not good. (laughs) Like that's horrible. You know, like all the children are going to be doomed.
0: Yeah. And
1: he says, for he said, at least there will be peace and truth in my days. Dude, talk about selfishness, right? Yes.
0: (laughs) Dude. And so I was thinking
1: about people, you know, it's like, we need to be thinking about the future here, guys. Yeah, you know, and not just today. Like, we need to be thinking about our children. We need to be thinking about our children's children. We need to think about our children's children's children. You know, and and yeah. maybe you're living an easy life right now, and you're like, hey, I'm just on cruise control now. You know, like everything's good in my life. You know, and and it's all set. You know, and and um, um, you know, who cares about you know the the middle aged people or the millennials, you know, and I hate that, you know, when people try to put down millennials, I can't stand that, you know, that bugs me so much. it does, it's just stupid. But anyways, you know, and, and sometimes I think we will even get into that sometimes, you know, like, mm-hmm. and I always try to say like your, your, your generation, because I don't want to say millennials because yeah. I just hate how that's happened, you know, but you know, there's these older generations
0: that just don't really care about mm-hmm. what's going to happen to the millennials and on. And that's what's so funny about it is it's like your generation paved this way for my generation, right? You know, like yeah. it's 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 a generational thing, right? Yes. So all yes. these generations come in right successor to the next one, right? You know, type of deal, and it's like. If everybody's so upset with the way millennials are, then take a look in the mirror because you're the one that raised them.
1: Right, exactly. It's (laughs) kind of like what we were talking about last week, you know, like pick up your own trash, Yeah. right? Exactly. Yeah, and so it really concerns me that these these older generations, because it also talks about in the Bible how the older are supposed to help raise up the younger. Exactly, yeah. And that's just not happening. Yeah. You know, people just don't even care. And that's, you know, and so if you're one of those people and you're listening to it, well, then I dare you to read that of Hezekiah, yeah. you know, because Hezekiah should have been convicted by saying that. And you should feel conviction if you're saying that, you know, because the older generation needs to get concerned about that. You know, just remember this, that the blessing of the Lord is the, is the inheritance that they're able to give to their children's children. Yeah, And so that just doesn't mean your children, but the children's children. That means that all the stuff that you're trying to set up right now, that needs to carry through, you know, like your legacy needs to live on to your children's children and on, you know? And so that's the blessing of the Lord, you know, is to be able to do that.
0: Yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of reminding me of how they're saying, how there's going to be such a major shortage of blue collar workers Mm -hmm. like coming recently. Yeah. Like, um, like there's going to be a major retirement of the baby boomers, Mm -hmm. um, generation, you know? Yeah. And, um, it's kind of interesting, like thinking about that because, like, you know, let's just say mechanics. Mm-hmm. You know, like we got your father in law mm-hmm. and like grandpas and right. my father in law and stuff yeah. that really good with cars. Yeah, right. And stuff, you know. Yeah. And but <laughs> it's like they didn't take it, the time. It hasn't teach. been passed right. down. Yeah type exactly. of deal right. you know like just just saying that for just like a worldly example right type, right type of thing yeah no, like where totally where great. our nation could struggle yeah. here soon yep, with something like that you yep. know and and you have all those older people calling us millennials all soft right you yeah. know but it's i think what's interesting about my age group oh, now we're going off a whole different <laughs> is you know it's almost everybody wants So because of things like social media and YouTube and things like that, people are Mm. seeing, uh, people are having careers in YouTube as a performer. Right. Like that, right? Like people don't care about being an actor or an actress. They just want to be a YouTube star. Right. Or you have all these self-starting things. Yeah. You know, like it's all like podcasts. Right. People want to do that, you know, like. Do that full time and go into, you know, just basically running a Twitter page type of deal, and that's their career. You know, like, yeah, news is out type like Twitter is in. Yeah, people like myself included. Yeah, do I listen to the news for news? No, No. I go on Twitter. Right. Type in what's going on in the world. Right. Type of deal, and that's how I find out. Yeah, I'll find everything out way faster. Then anybody's gonna find out watching the news, right? You know, yeah. and po- and in my eyes, probably more reliable source, yeah, or oh, something. Yeah. And well,
1: because there's no, ad- well, I shouldn't say that because there's an agenda. Or there everything.
0: is, there right. is, but it could be the agenda that I like, right? Type yeah, type of deal. Yeah, you know, like right. if I don't want Democrat news or right. something, or if you don't want Republican news, right? You do you find you follow the people that you want to follow? Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, so it's just a whole different wave, and everybody needs to learn how to connect. This is a common theme in the world. It is. is Well, you can see it going all the way back to here. Yeah, going all the way back. Right. You know, they don't want to connect with their youth. Yeah. And right now, you've got this major disconnect Mm -hmm. between political parties, races, churches. Yeah. There's just this massive disconnect going on. Yeah. And... (laughs) Like you said, man, it's going to start with prayer because you prayed. Right. Because you prayed, because I prayed, because you guys listening prayed. That's what's going to change it.
1: Yeah, it does.
0: And it changes with you.
1: Yeah. You know, it starts with you. And so if you want change in your house, start praying. Yeah. You know, start, you know, if if you want to um, see yourself blessed, you know, I just challenge you, you know, start tithing. If you haven't yeah. been tithing, you know, test God on that. Malachi three, you know, test mm-hmm. him on that. He tells you, test test me on this, you know, and and yeah. see see what he does, you know. And and it's it's you know it's it's always better. It's it's more. It's you're more blessed to give than to receive. I believe. Yeah, you know, because we receive the best. We've received salvation, and that's what Jesus has given to us. Yeah. And um, and if you want change in your life, then just start changing it. You know, pray about it, you know, pray for strategy, you know, ask God to lead you and guide you. Mm-hmm. If you're um, if you're not concerned with anybody else, get concerned. Yeah. Be, and, you know, and like what Bud was saying, you know, connect with people, you know, learn how to connect. I remember one of the things I loved out there in Tennessee was just how they were just so friendly with one another. So I got back here and, and I was like, you know, kind of like the first couple of days, like, man, people just aren't being friendly with me or anything like that. And I was like, you know what, forget this. You know, if I want to change and I need to change myself, you know? And so then yeah. I just started putting myself out there again, like, Hey, how's it going? You know, and just waving to people and doing the things that I like, you know, to see. And, and so it starts with you, you know, yeah. it starts with you. Look in the mirror and it starts with you.
0: Hey, I want to just let you guys know too, um, along with just the different changes coming for better together and all that. Um, we do have an email. It's better together dr at gmail.com. I just want to throw it out there to you guys. Like, if you guys need prayer or want to talk Mm -hmm. and stuff, we're on there. We'll check it. We'll get back to you. Mm -hmm. Um, Just want to throw it out there. Yeah. At the end of this here. So, yeah,
1: definitely. If you ever want to connect, you know, by phone, my phone number is 909 213 6168. 909 213 6168. You could always text me. Or, yeah. or call me, and, and I'll be sure to get back to you as well.
0: Yeah, we're here for you guys. Um, you know, that's why we're doing this podcast. It's for us, too. Oh, yeah, we love it, um, man. But it's also for you guys. Yeah. And, um, you know, just like we have, it's in, our, it's in our saying that we say at the end of every episode, yep. in the midst of life, storms, we're always better together. And we truly believe that. Yeah. So if you're going through any kind of storms, hit us up. Yeah. Because we can get through it together. Yep. So love it, man. Yeah. You got a verse. I see you looking. No, actually I don't. Oh, (laughs) 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 all right. (laughs) Well, Hey, it's all good, man. It's all good. Well, remember guys
1: in the midst of life storms, we are always better together. together.